There you go. Going back to This Book is Good. I'm your host, Chase. And I'm Josh. And together we sit down at this table and drink coffee. That's all we do. Except I don't have coffee. I have coconut you water. Have <laughs> Vita Coco. It's coconut water. Oh. I just came back from the Keys and I'm so feeling. So now you are just in the island life. I'm just going <laughs> to ride out as much as I can. <laughs> That's all you can bring back. A little uh, bit of coconut water. Uh, well, this was bought here, actually. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yep. I spent some time there in Florida in, awesome. the, in the Keys, and it was refreshing. Oh, I bet. Uh, it's just a few days, you know, me and my wife, we got away nice. with our best friends, Scott and Lindsay. That's awesome. And his, his girl, um, well, not, not his girl. My other friends, Zach and Casey, came down. They live up in Palm Bay. Oh, okay. It's like a six and a half hour drive down there, <laughs> too. But it was nice to be able to just. But that's like how how far is that from Miami? It's like hours, even. Yeah, from yeah, it's Miami, like, uh, right? Yeah, it's like five five and a half six six hours from Miami. No way! I didn't know it was that long. Wow. Yeah. So you're way down there. Way, way down, down there, there, where it's still. Warm. <laughs> yes. Right. It's kind of crazy, right? At home, it's 20 degrees, and down in the Keys at this exact time, 81. <laughs> You're not still checking it, are you? <laughs> I'm, no. Every day, he wakes Maybe. up, checks the weather in the Keys. Maybe I'm, I could be swimming uh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no, awesome. But, good. Uh, yeah, it was a good reset. It was a good chance to, to you know, reconnect with my wife. We don't take just us trips very often yeah you know true right now it technically was a uh, us and friends right but adults not yeah. yeah i think sometimes you can get really caught up in being a parent oh you forget to how to be you know a, a spouse like a, for sure. a partner for sure yep and kids kind of become the focus oh yeah, yeah. yep yeah and I love my wife so much. She literally is <laughs> the greatest gift from God that I've ever received. And to be able to just spend some time with her, man, it meant the world. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say the same about mine too. Just, yeah. She keep you whole? Right, just right for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost like, it was almost like uh, she was custom made. It's funny how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. What do they call those soulmates <laughs> <laughs> or something? I don't know. It's fun. It's fun. Good, Good time. Good. Yeah, I was excited to be back though. Uh, I can't spend that much time away from my kids. I do love my kids. Right. You know. Sure. I was thinking to myself, man, I can't wait to see my little girl get home and she's gonna squeeze me and call me dad. I right. miss you, daddy. I love you, daddy. <laughs> oh. It's just, I'm, I just feel really appreciative. You know, we should all take a moment just to sit back and be like, I appreciate everything that I have. When you, li when you live your days with gratitude, I feel like oh, a lot changes. of good comes from that. Yeah, it changes so much. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. Yeah, there's my motivational speak for the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I think it's well needed. For most of us, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. I know that. Listen, the time, the the holiday times can be tough. I think. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like if we all just kind of 
remind ourselves frequently that that we're even if you're alone, you're not. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if you, you have may, tons you may of family, feel you're not that way. Yeah. Right. But the reality is there's people that are there for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you gotta I mean, maybe you have to look for it, but it shouldn't be that hard to see that there are so many empathetic and compassionate people all around the world who would love to, if you're feeling like you're kind of blue, maybe. Yeah. They would love to talk to you, buy you a cup of coffee or a coconut water and just talk to you. Absolutely. And, and get you feeling great. Yeah. I used to have a group of guys that I met with um, every Friday morning back when Starbucks was a new and cool thing, you know. Oh, we back were, when Starbucks yeah, was new? Yeah, that's how long ago. <laughs> okay, uh, old man. Remember? <laughs> new to this area. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, man, we were all we were all in ministry at the time, all doing student ministry at the time, and just a chance to get together, talk about life with, with all of them, and share stories, share frustrations, um, no agenda, just hanging out, drinking coffee, and and getting to know each other and, and, you know, using that time as kind of a decompress from, from ministry life. And then also just to enjoy each other's company and, you know, as guys do, you know, rag on each other a little bit mm, and, yeah. and gain a lot from that. And you need that. Yeah. So there's all in those guys are still to this day, you know, guys that are there for you. And even though you don't see them, you know, haven't seen them in years. Um, but those kind of people are out there and, and, like you said, want to connect and have those moments. So, um, and that's what I feel like a little bit of this is, right? We're just two dudes. For sure. Yeah. Drinking coconut water. Out and <laughs> <laughs> but we talk about the Bible. We do. I mean, there's a purpose for, for why we're here. But that gratitude thing, though, is going to fit so well with a little bit about what we're talking about tonight, oh. for sure. So... Good. I like to hear that because very frequently I have, we've done a lot of podcast recording um, yeah. with my brother-in-law. Okay. And I've met some really incredible people. Right. And I feel like the common, the most common theme, and we're talking successful people. Okay. I've met Tony Hawk, Rob Deerdick, yeah. wildly successful people. Oh, yeah. Other big YouTube celebs. And sure. Stuff. Most common theme they talk about is walking through your day and living with gratitude. Wow. People that have it all, even. Yeah. That's the common thing. Yeah. It's it's about perspective, really. No matter what you have. Yeah. Yep. Or where you find yourself, I think it's all about perspective. Like, I feel like you you see the palm tree on this boat of coconut water. Yeah. (laughs) I would be... Filled with gratitude (laughs) (laughs) just to live on the beach under a hut under this palm tree that I would have incredible gratitude. But even still, even still, I have gratitude to live in this. Looking at it on a container still gives you (laughs) (laughs) joy. (laughs) Yeah. But until then, I will reside in the Arctic tundra that is... (laughs) Ohio. It's not even cold yet. It's kind of cold. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, man. So gratitude. <laughs> so 
the uh, where we kind of left off is the Israelites had made it through the Red Sea victorious. The Egyptians were, the waters rushed on them and their chariots were broke and basically the sea swallowed them up. So that's incredible. So at this point, the, the, the Israelites are now kind of free, right? However, they're still kind of in this wilderness. Yeah. They're moving. Yeah. By the way, though, is not like the parting of the, of the Red Sea, like, other than Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. one of the most iconic yeah. miracles I think that maybe have occurred in the Bible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a, it's a. Now you know, a lot of historians think that they passed through in one of the, uh, I guess, thinnest part, meaning um, they weren't at the greatest gap of hmm. of the Red Sea. So they, they went through a thin spot, oh. um, which honestly makes sense to get them through quickly. Right. Um, and if the Egyptians just would have taken a minute and kind of regrouped <laughs> and gone just, of, you know, some ways north, the, the Israelites would have been trapped. Oh. Um. But in their haste, they rush in, thinking they can get through the same kind of gap there. And as you know, as they come in and the Israelites find themselves on the other side, that's when God brings the waters back together. And yeah, so it's one of those things where like, you know, again, the, the Egyptians were kind of hell bent on getting these people. And so that kind of, focus is what came to their destruction too. So, Hmm. yeah. Could you imagine being all those Egyptians walking through there and then all of a sudden it's like, psych. Yeah. (laughs) Get wet. Right. (laughs) And destroyed. So. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Um, so there's a really cool thing in chapter 15 Exodus where, as you realize Israelites realize they're kind of free. Uh, we talked about the song. They, they sing these songs and, and um, the women are playing tambourines and there's dancing and there's just this celebration and, and gratefulness and all of the credit going to God and that God is the one who delivered us and all of this kind of like just awesome moment. Right. And, um, we'll kind of see that they lose sight of that pretty, pretty quick. And that's, that's the thing that's like, man, there's, we were, we point fingers and like, man, they they were so just fickle up and down. And, but again, that's, I, I think that's us a lot of times too. So mm. we can be grateful in a moment. And as soon as you stub your toe or, you know, get a bill in the mail or at the grocery shop or whatever, <laughs> we lose sight of relatable. Yeah. And it just, in a moment we can switch, you know? So, so they, they says Moses lay leads the people away from the red sea and they move out into this desert and they're traveling for about three days and they can't find water. Okay. 
water is a huge need, right, for survival. Um, well, they just passed through a, a bunch of it. They did, but it's sea, so you can't really drink it. True. Um, and so they come to um, this oasis mm. named Mara. Okay, but the um, water was too bitter. What does that even mean? I don't know. They tried to drink it, and it was just awful. So you would think, you know, hey, suck it up. <laughs> you know, may not taste the greatest, but actually, you're going to need it for survival, so you might as well deal with it. But um, too bitter to drink, so bad. So God says, okay, Moses, see this chunk of wood. I want you to take this chunk of wood. And throw it into the water. And so he does. And the water becomes great. Becomes drinkable. So refreshing. And so there's this moment. Then where God is like, okay. If you continue to be obedient to me. The one who delivered you out of Egypt. You know. Then you won't see any of the plagues that they saw in Egypt. You won't have disease. And as long as basically you continue to follow me, everything's going to be fine. Hmm. Okay. But just moments before they were like, Moses, you brought us out here to the desert to die. We can't drink. I mean, it's just the complaining. Um, (laughs) And so God tells him, but I got, I got your back. Well, I'll, as long as you continue to follow me, things will be fine. So, so they kind of leave there and they um, head further into um, the desert, but they find this place where there's 12 springs and palm trees. Palm trees. Yes. And so they decide to camp there, which. Why not? What a great. Now there's 12 springs of water. Yeah. So, so God takes care of them in that way and leads them to a, a much better place. So they're there, but after they're being for, I think it says like. 15th day of the second month. So month and a half. That's a, oh wait, 15th day. So they're, so they're a fortnight <laughs> plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was fortnight reference. Um, but now they're struggling with food. Oh, so water was the issue at first. They were able to find these springs. All was good. Okay. Now they can't find food. They're struggling with food, and again, they start complaining. You know, we were better off in Egypt. At oh, least we geez. were able to sit around pots of meat in the evening and and have that. We wish God would have just killed us in Egypt. I mean, it's oh. it turns ugly so quickly. Oh. And, you know, if I were Moses, I'd be like, didn't God just provide all this water for us that, you know, we threw a chunk of wood in the water and now it's drinkable. You don't think God can cover, you know, but that's what I mean. That's just how fickle these people um, kind of become. So, um, but as God always does, he has a plan for their provision for them. So, um, so he goes to Moses He's like, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring down food from heaven every morning. And you'll go out and you'll be able to have fresh food every morning. 
And that then sounds at, like a dream. Yeah. And then at night, there'll be quail to eat. Whoa. You'll bring quail every evening. They're set. Yeah. So that's kind of what happens. And then, then he gives them some instruction. He's like, okay, look, each morning there will be this, this dew on the ground. Once it starts to dry up, it'll kind of create these flakes and it'll basically be called bread. And they called that bread manna. Have you heard that? Manna? I have heard that. Yeah. Manna from heaven. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's a video game reference, actually. Uh, really? <laughs> manna would mean like more energy or or life, you know, like you add more hearts to your. Yeah. Sustainment. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it did for them. So. He told them, though, specifically, look, gather what you want each day, but don't keep any of it till the next day. There's going to be no need for that. I'm going to provide it. Again. Yeah, each day. Mm. And so it said, okay, everybody went out and they gathered. Um, It was amazing. The families that gathered a lot had just enough. Families that gathered a little had, had plenty as well. And so, hmm. again, it's this, this miraculous thing that God is doing for their sustainment, for their survival. Hmm. Well, there were some people that tried to store some overnight. So they kept some overnight, and the next morning, guess what happened? They didn't have any. No, it was full of maggots and... Awful smell and odor. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And so <laughs> Moses kind of got angry with them. I was like, look, I told you there's going to be no need to save any of this. God is going to provide each day. Okay. So then on the sixth day of the week, okay, which would be what? The sixth day of the week would be yeah. Saturday. No, Friday. Oh, right. I figured first day of the week, Sunday. Uh, is it? I don't. Yeah. I thought. <laughs> I thought Sunday. No, I mean was right now. I'm not talking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Saturday is the Sabbath, right? We established that when he when he said when he created the earth, did it in six days, mm-hmm. and on the seventh day, which is he Sunday. rested. No, which is Saturday. The seventh day is Saturday. Okay. Yeah, the first day of the week is Sunday. Why do I is not? It, is it not for you? Is no. it the first day of the week? In my brain? Really? The first day of the week is Monday. Huh. Maybe I'm completely crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that... Isn't, hold on, hold on. No, hold if you look at a calendar, on Sunday On calendars. Is, yeah, Sunday is the first day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> Now, of course, Monday is the first day of the work week. I've never really, I've never really registered that before <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> well, you're new to church, so we'll we'll give you some slack. Though. Sunday is day one. Yeah, we worship on the first day of the week. Okay. Yeah. Now we 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 now use that as a day of rest. Too, well, yeah. Right, but but originally, the Sabbath was Saturday, the last day of the week. Okay. Okay. So anyway. Noted. They're gathering bread each morning. And remember, they can't keep any. But God says, now 
on the sixth day, I want you to gather double. Because, that would be Friday. Yep, because <laughs> the Sabbath day is a day of rest, and you don't need to be out there gathering. Okay. Okay? So this is a contrast from yeah. what you do the rest of the week, right? Yeah. And on the rest of the week, if you kept extra, it would be maggots and smelly and moldy and wasteful. Okay. But on the sixth day, when you gathered double, the next day, the manna was fine to eat. It was great. They would they would have it for their day of rest to eat. So, so there was an exception. Exactly. And not not necessarily an exception, but a built-in kind of miraculous thing that again, this is all from God. This is not any of their doing. They're not manifesting this. It's all from God. And so God is the only one then that can make that change yeah. and have that happen for their sustainment. And so what he is trying to do, at least I think, I'm not trying to put words in God's mouth, of course. <laughs> Who would? But he is trying to get them to continue to rely on him and him alone. I'll take care of your needs. There's nothing you have to worry about. If you just follow what I say, and and you won't have any worries. So, six days. Seems like a sweet deal, by yeah, the way. He's trying to make it as simple as he can <laughs> for these people. <laughs> um, so on the sixth day, they do. They go out, they gather double. Most people, it's great. But guess what? There are some people going out on the seventh day to try and gather. And so God comes to Moses and is like, Moses, how long are these people going to... So if they gathered on the seventh day? It was they, nothing. It was nothing. It was nothing because they were supposed to gather double on the mm, sixth day. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, you know, I'm trying to make this simple. Moses, <laughs> what is going on <laughs> with these people? <laughs> um, and then they had quail in the evening to eat as well for, I guess... More sustainment, protein, maybe, you know. Have you ever had quail? I've never had quail. I feel like I have <laughs> at like a, it was like a, like an hors d'oeuvre party. Oh, some, yeah. Space it was stuff. fancy. Yeah. It was out in Dubai oh. at the base of the Burj Khalifa. Wow. I, I mean, I'm simple. <laughs> <laughs> simple, humble man. <laughs> simple guy. Just... Eating quail in Dubai, no big deal. It's, it's really the small things. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but you can imagine, so you're in this camp, and the first day you see this stuff on the ground turning to like bread-like. They said it tasted like a, a honey wafer. Why do I picture like <laughs> instead of gra instead of dew on the grass? Yeah. Where dew would be is being replaced by cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. or like those little, those little tiny <laughs> French toast crunch, that, like the cereal. Have you ever had the cereal? Yeah. And they're little shapes of bread, little pieces of bread. Well, that's probably close. I mean, they said they were like a wafer of honey. And then in other parts of it called bread, like bread, 
So bread from heaven, man. Oh, look, a squirrel. <laughs> but um, it certainly was something that was, you know, some sustenance for them. Yeah. So, um, interesting. I think I always used to think that manna meant bread, like the word. Yeah. Bread from heaven. Um, but actually, manna was their, it was like their reaction. So manna actually means what is it? <laughs> huh? Yeah. So they had what is it every morning? Because <laughs> it was nothing like they'd ever, you know, seen before. This so was, it wasn't something that they put in their mouth and ate. Yes. It was. Yes. Oh. But they didn't know. I mean, obviously, the first day they're like, "What is this stuff?" So it was something, but they don't know what. Yeah, and so that's kind of it. Came it became known as like the what is it. But we do know the it's not bread. The whatchamacallit. <laughs> we do know it's not bread. It's bread-like. It's like a wafer uh, that tasted, okay. have a honey taste to it. Okay, okay. So yeah, it. honey rolls, man. Like Chex Mix. Like, <laughs> like a little... Well, I think of like Texas Roadhouse, like some <laughs> honey on on the roller, honey biscuit, honey like butter. a KFC honey biscuit. Oh, ooh. Yeah, okay. every morning. I'll have that. That's living, man. What else do you need? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> steak's pretty good. So, so there was this these rules about the days, right? Yeah, and and they had to get it right. Um, and so, if they didn't, you know, it was like, come on, people, what is happening? Um, so then, as they're kind of, you know. Re- camping in this area um they become attacked by this other people group called the I was going to say wolves <laughs> I don't know maybe they wanted, wanted the, their the honey crisp yeah um no they be, they come uh, become attacked by the Amalekites Amalek and his people oh. so um so they're like, what do we do? You know, there's this uh, other people group attacking us. So this is when Moses kind of elects Joshua as the commander of the army, okay? Oh. Which is just basically, hey, go find some guys that can fight <laughs> without through the camp. And so God tells him, like, look, here's what's going to happen. Joshua's going to find some men in the army that can that can fight against the Amalekites. And Moses, I need you to go and raise your staff in the air. And so Moses, Aaron, he takes some few other leaders with him and they go up on this hillside. And as long as Moses' staff is in the air, the Israelites had the advantage. But if you lower his staff, the Amalekites would get the advantage. And so... You mean like they were killing each other? Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh. Yeah, they weren't out there just, you know, arm well, wrestling. Well, or, why would Moses lower his staff then at all? <laughs> well, but here's the point. So then his arms become tired because uh, he can't hold his arms up. And yeah. so Aaron and um, this other guy, they find a rock for him to kind of sit on, and then they um, find ways that they can prop his arms up. That's cheating. Well, <laughs> that still che- works. Okay, that's cheating. That's being resourceful. I guess, but they actually propped his arms up. Yeah, man. 
Okay. Yeah. And so they that happens until I think sunset or yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Israelites win. And so the Israelites are able to overcome and and defeat the Amalekites. But this is the first time that's like, you know, they're like first the Egyptians. Well, yeah, that's the first time. Now conflict. we have to worry about other people groups. You know? Uh, like yeah. we're just out here minding our own business, eating this bread from the ground. Manna. Manna. And uh, you know, Ground bread. Some quail. But um, now we have to worry about other people becoming our enemy, right? Right. So, again, people were like, you know, complaining about that and what are we going to do and we don't have resources and, and all of that. And, again, it's like, look, God just did it again. He right. just delivered us from an enemy that we didn't, we didn't do anything, right? They attacked us. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, it, it's kind of that back and forth and we're going to see that for a while. Um, one really interesting thing is, is with this manna, he, t- he says, take, and they would gather like two quarts every day. Each, each person would gather two quarts. So they end up, they end up making pots that were about that size. So that every day, everybody just knew how much to get hmm. kind of became a thing. And so um, God tells Moses, collect two quarts, put it in a jar, and save it. And well, it's going to turn to maggots. Well, no, that's what I mean. So again, God is miraculously <laughs> preserving this one specific jar of manna, and the reason is to show future generations what they ate in the desert, in the wilderness, as a reminder of how God provided for them in that moment, right? Is this still here today? Um, you know, it's funny. So they eventually did put it in the Ark of the Covenant, okay? Which that'll be something we talk about later. You're giving me such a blank stare right now. Because <laughs> I want to, is there a jar out there with man in it right yep. now to this day? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I think it's been probably discovered and destroyed at some point. Early, early years, years, years ago. Maybe, but I don't know that. I mean, this is what Indiana Jones. Dude, there's a chest for, somewhere. Right? They were looking for the Holy Grail, right? There's a chest somewhere with this jar so, that has mana in it, dude. <laughs> I I feel we're it. We're going to have to take a, a tangent here, aren't we? Let's go on an expedition and find the singular jar of mana. Do you know what else was in the Ark of the Covenant? I don't even know what the Ark of the Covenant is. Oh, it's cool. We're going to talk about that at some point. But it's a, it's basically this casing, okay, that became where they put their, like, this kind of relic oh. that God specifically told them to take and preserve, okay? So they put this jar of manna eventually in it, not at, not at this point, but they still have the jar. It's just they haven't had the Ark and the Covenant yet. This okay. is long, long time ago, B.C. Yeah. So eventually, Ten Commandments go in there. The tablets that have the Ten Commandments on it go in there. In the Ark of the Covenant. In the Ark of the Covenant, along with this jar. And then the Holy Grail, at some point they think was added to that, but that's what I, I don't know about that. What is I the mean, Holy Grail? The cup that Jesus drank on, oh. drank out of the night before he was crucified. Oh, yes, at the yeah. table, at the yeah. dinner. Mm-hmm. So um, this kind of like ancient religious 
relics is is what was believed to be in the Ark is of the Covenant. Is that still so, here today? The Ark of the Covenant? No, 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 no. The Holy the Grail. The Holy Grail. Have you ever seen Monty Python's search for the Holy Grail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, again, I think that's what they were after in Indiana Jones, wasn't it? The Holy Grail? Yeah. Uh, was it not like a skull or something? Oh, yeah. That was that. I think it was a skull. Well, that was a different. There's three of them. But anyway, yeah. um, there is a funny part in that where he's telling these, I don't know, FBI agents or whatever about what is happening and somebody has stolen this and, and, and he's explaining what the Ark of the Covenant is and he's like, and it holds the Ten Commandments and they kind of give him a look and he's like, yes, those Ten Commandments. <laughs> 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 so, um, but yeah, the Ark come, becomes this cool thing that they carry around. You can't touch it or you'll die. It's like a box? Yeah. Okay, that that I remember in yeah. Indiana Jones. It's on like poles and yes. yeah, it has the wings, yes. and cherub on it, and yeah, oh, made of gold and all that. That's the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Hmm. So, because okay. Ark Ark just means vessel, right? We think of Noah's Ark. Yeah, some massive Ark, thing. No, yeah, it just means vessel, some vessel of. So it becomes this box, really cool, fancy box, but fancy. Cursed, a vault, cursed, if even. you will. Yeah. If you open that, you then you have to run for your life away from a, a giant rolling boulder. Well, again, that's the Indian Jones <laughs> uh, Hollywood, you know, version. No, they all like melt in that one scene, don't they? I can't remember. It's been too long. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm old, but I'm not. That We're old. <laughs> <laughs> still around. They just made a new one, didn't they? Uh, Jones? Nope. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they did. Um, I should watch it. So, yeah, in, in chapter 16, verse 34, it says, Aaron did just Lord commanded Moses. He eventually placed this jar of manna in the Ark of the Covenant in front of the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. So we'll get to that. But, but this jar becomes a very important symbol of God's provision while they were in the wilderness. Without it, the freedom from Egypt wouldn't have mattered. They would have just went out there and died of starvation. The manna or the covenant? No. <laughs> Without the manna, oh yeah. The the freedom wouldn't have mattered, right? Because there would have been They would have just all died. Yeah. And why would God do that? And so there's this, you know, point that God wants to um, make with the Israelites is that I brought you out of here, not just, not just to escape from the oppression and the bondage of slavery in Egypt, but I brought you out here for a purpose, for a reason. You are my chosen people. There's more to the story. There's, it doesn't end here, right? And so if I'm going to raise you up and bring you out of Egypt, then I'm going to preserve and, and, and provide for you while you're out here in this time too. And so it's kind of this cool, you know, symbolic thing that it seems so simple, just this stuff that, you know, not simple, it was miraculous, but, you know, a jar of bread to everybody else, but to them, a symbol of, God's continued provision for them. So how 
how do they not feel like this divine honor? Yeah, I know. And but you know, we're looking at the story in reverse. Yeah. So so you know, in hindsight, so it's easy for us to see that, right? Mm-hmm. But in the moment, they're they're fighting for survival, even though they have this, you know. Each day is, I'm sure, its own battle of its own in a desert, in this wilderness, um, not knowing where you're headed, where you're going. Yeah. I mean, they did know, but they didn't get there very quickly. (laughs) It's almost like, I feel like, okay, it's almost like traveling, let's say you and I hopped on a plane right now. Yeah. Traveled to Europe. Yeah. And when we got there, you'd be like, where are we going? I'll be like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just... We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be fun. Yeah. If you had the resources to just sustain throughout the yeah, whole thing. No, we would be broke. And someone stole our passports. And left in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Yeah, and our shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little bit more scary, yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, so they, they have this this cool kind of symbol now. Um So they get to leave. They have to leave the the twelve springs and the in the palm trees. That would be hard. Yep. God tells them to move on. Because I'm sure some one of those guys built hammocks. You know, like <laughs> between with, the, palm with the palm leaves, and they weaved the hammock together, and and that was like just pure bliss. Yeah, man. They had the manna. They had quail, and they had a hammock. In all the unofficially springs of water. And 12 springs water. Some shade from the palm trees. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not their final destination. So God has a promised land for them going all the way back to Abraham. But they're still in Egypt right now, right? They're they're beyond Egypt heading towards modern day Israel. Okay. Okay. Um, but they have some trouble <laughs> along the way and... Eventually, it takes them 40 years. Huh. Yes. To walk? 40 years they spend in the wilderness. And most of this is, is going to come up, but it's mainly because of their disobedience to God that he continues to hold them in the wilderness and almost like, you're not ready. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's some preparation. 20 years in. For this. Like, can we please go home now? <laughs> so guess how long the journey would have taken if they just like straight shot it. From Egypt to Israel? Yeah. On foot, millions uh, of people uh, traveling. A week. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. Yeah, 11. A fortnight. <laughs> a fortnight. Yeah, why don't we use that as a measurement? A fortnight is two weeks, by the way. Two weeks, exactly. 14 yep. days. Mm-hmm. Isn't a fathom? Is that a long? Is it? Or no, that's some other div- unit of measurement, isn't I'm it? I'm not educated any farther than a Fortnite. Because <laughs> <laughs> most people, it's a game. True, yeah. So was that in the game you have two weeks to do something? No, no, no. Just a random name? Maybe maybe the developers have some clever way of, of making uh, a good reason as to call it Fortnite. But okay. Other from face value, I feel like there's no right. There's, there's no intention in the game. To be. <laughs> well, I think it says anywhere from like eleven to fifteen days. It should have 
they should have been able to do the journey in about that time. Okay, so, so then 40 years is a, 40 years a giant is, difference. Yes, not 40 days, even 40 years. So did they get caught in like a like a like a poppy field or something? Were they? No, I mean they they still are kind of these nomads. Um, they will eventually kind of build these big tents and and kind of settle in certain spots, but then they'll pick up and move and kind of go to the next spot. And oh, yeah, it's so they went to other places. Yeah, in between. Mm-hmm. So one of the most famous of those places is called Mount Sinai. Hmm. Okay. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So they kind of pick up from the, the oasis there, head towards Mount Sinai, and um, they camp kind of near it, um, but water becomes an issue again. So once they leave the 12 springs, <laughs> the oasis, they might they still get the manna, but now water becomes another issue. And so this time... Um, Again, they start complaining. You brought us out here to die. You, why I mean, are you? Years, 40 years in, I'd be a little impatient. <laughs> <laughs> why are you doing this? And Moses kind of says something um, profound here. He's like, look, all of your complaining is not against us. You're complaining against God. Oh. Yeah. Even though they're like, Moses, why did you bring us out here? You know, they're only doing what God has asked them to do and following God. Um, and so he, he eventually is like, look, you're complaining against God, not us. So you would think that would be like reality check <laughs> for the people, <laughs> but, but unfortunately not. So, um, so God tells Moses, all right, take your staff and I want you to go over there. And strike this rock. So Moses goes over, strikes this rock, and out of this rock, water comes gushing out. Or the people is kind of like this never-ending fountain of water for them in that time. So, again, God is just continuing to provide and do things miraculously to do so. Right? That only... They can only explain it as an act of God. Does that make sense? Right? Yeah. I mean, rocks don't typically just start <laughs> spewing water, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm no expert, but... I'm not a geologist, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Seems unnatural. Yeah. So that's kind of what happens here. And, and they have, you know, for the meantime, again, they're all set. They got water, they got food, and for now, protection from their enemies... Um, and so there's this moment, um, because of the people of God argued with Moses about all of this and they, they're testing, right? Him and they, they almost are, um, quickly forgetting all of the provision along the way that God has done. Right. So they, they name this spot Massa which means test, and then Meribah, which means arguing. <laughs> the spot where the rock is? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think that, again, is, is they do that to offer this reminder to the people that this place will be called this now because of your attitude against 
us and God. <laughs> yeah. Imagine yeah. that. I like I like the there's there's a lot of symbolism. Oh, for sure. Everywhere. <laughs> At every turn. At every turn. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're kind of set up camp here now. Um, and then Moses gets a visit from Jethro, who was his father-in-law. Okay. Moses's father-in-law. Yeah. And so what must have happened is during the whole time of the plagues and all of that, Moses sent his wife, Zipporah, and kids to her father, back to her father. Like, go hang out there. It's about to get real. <laughs> Wait, where is her father? Where is her father? Remember Midian? Remember he was, so he, he before God called him to go back to Egypt, mm. he lived in Midian, got married, and okay. his father-in-law is Jethro, okay. a priest. Okay, so Jethro brings Moses' family and comes to visit Moses, and while he's there, he's hearing these stories of deliverance Moses and Aaron are telling him, like, you know, God did this with the Red Sea. He, he did this the with sea. the plagues. He did um, this with the manna and, you know, shows him the jar, I'm sure. And, like, there's this moment where Jethro is so delighted in the Lord that he provided for uh, Moses and his people. And so there's this cool moment of kind of like this father-in-law giving Moses kind of like, you know, an approval, but yeah. also... Um, he offers him advice. And so what he does is he's like, he spends a few days with them and each day the people are just coming to Moses complaining about all of the stuff, all of the quarrels that are going on amongst the people. So Moses is basically spending his whole day dealing with these disputes, putting out fires. <laughs> yes. He it. becomes kind of like the judge of the people and, it just takes up his whole day. He, you can't really be a leader with that going on. No, you got to delegate. Yeah. And that's exactly what Jethro tells him. Oh yeah. So he's like, Moses, here's what you need to do. You need mm. to find some capable men within your group to lead the people and handle these things that you don't, you shouldn't have to worry about small things, quarrels among the people, things that, you know, just need somebody to say, look, you need to get over it or you need to figure it out or, yeah. you know, give him back your whatever. Here's the helpline. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and Moses takes his advice and, and designates these, these kind of delegates to, to this task and things go a lot smoother um, for Moses. And so it was just kind of a cool moment. Jethro brings his family, hangs out with him for a few days is delighted at the news of their deliverance and their freedom and also then offers him some good, solid advice about how to manage the people mm. and um, puts them in a much kind of better spot for the journey that they're about to take for a while. So the, f the 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So imagine that's a long time. That's a long is. time to journey. It it's is. a long time to not like, you know, be at, cause it's like, wait, is it wasted or not? I'm trying to make sense of it. It's like you're waste. You're, you're taking no. 40 years to settle in the land that God has promised for you. Correct. 
But and then however long it takes to establish, you know, your people group. Right, but it's one of those things where, you know, the the adventure is never about the destination as much as it is about the journey. I do love to say that. Yeah, and I think there was some preparation that needed to happen within the Israelite people in their hearts. Mm. Um, but also the land itself was occupied. Oh. And so, you know, they're not just going to march in and be like, Hey, um, <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is our spot. Apparently guys. <laughs> right. And so maybe guys working some of that out as uh, well too. Oh boy. He yeah. does have his own time. He does. He does. So, um, but a lot of it falls on the disobedience of the Israelites, the ungratefulness, if you will, of the Israelites. And, Is that it, you think? And you the, think he was beating the ungratefulness out of them? Well, I, I think... <laughs> Again, God's wisdom is is so much beyond and, and greater. But I think because they never really get there. I mean, they have moments that are good and and mm. they're right and and following God and doing what's right. And um, but as any person, there's moments where they're like, "Man, God, what are you doing? Yeah. We were much better off before." Right. So. Um, I think it's a it's a test of their faith um as much as it is a, a punishment i guess you know what i mean yeah. so um and i think too a life of faith doesn't exactly mean a life of roses and butterflies and good times 100 percent of the time there's i mean look at job yeah and in in you know, anybody, that was not pretty. <laughs> but anybody can attest to that in, in their own lives. Right. I mean, a life of faith does not mean there's not going to be challenges and tests mm. and tough times. Right. Because we live in a world that's, that also evil exists. And yeah. so that's going to bring its own set of challenges. And, and could you even call it faith if you're not faithful in those times as well? Right. No, you can't. Right. That's a good point. So yeah, you still got to have faith even when it's not going your way. Yeah. Yep. So So I think that's a good good spot there to hang in and stop for for now. Um are we going to put more things in the Ark of the Covenant? Yes. There are going to be more things. Well, we don't even have the Ark of the Covenant yet. Oh, but this jar is going to go in it at some point. Oh, it's not. It's it's being yeah. withheld to potentially go in there. Right. No, surely go in there at some yes. point. Yes. <sighs> There's so many parts of the. I know. Of the. That's what I always always battle with. You know, how much do watch, I reveal? How much yeah. do I? <laughs> Did you ever watch? Um. Uh. Is it the Neverending Story? Is yeah. It, wait, is it the Neverending Story? What with like Falcor? Yeah. Is that it? I think so. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> I I love the the way that that movie is structured in that, like it's someone telling them the story, mm. but then it goes into the story and you get you actually you like experience get to see it, yeah. the characters and, stuff. and then at points it it backs off from the story and it's, you're reminded that you're being read a story. Right, right. That's what I feel like right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably pretty true, right? Yeah. 
Especially if you don't know exactly what's coming. Right? Yeah, for right. those listening, most of the time, if you don't hear me talking, it's because I'm just mouth agape. <laughs> just like, just like I'm like you guys. I'm listening to Josh explain this this stuff, and it's it's great. I I really love to like paint the picture. That's why I ask so many questions too. You, you'll notice yeah. that I ask, some of them goofy, some of them are on purpose <laughs> to be goofy. But I I want to like really kind of like ask those questions to solicit a response and that kind of like helps to really paint that picture. Right. Like, yeah, I love the idea of like building a scene in your mind and, and the better you can do that, the better you absorb. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're engaged at that point. If you're thinking about what is happening, why is this happening? Yeah. You got to exercise your imagination. Sure. Sure. Because we can't go back to, However many years ago that was BC. <laughs> no, but again, folks, you can go in and read. I mean, we're we're blazing through these chapters with some explanations on the side, but you know, certainly go back and read through them. And, and yeah. there are translations that are in pretty common English that that help us understand what's going on as well. So, yeah, well, good stuff, man. Yeah, good stuff. Any teasers? You got a teaser for next week or not? We just leave it dry. Well, no cliffhangers. No, we no are heading into the Christmas season. It, yeah, um, which is a a pretty outstanding uh, Christian <laughs> holiday. One would say <laughs> it's a hallmark occasion. It's uh, it's all about Jesus, right? Yeah. So, um, so if you want, maybe we can we can jump into Christmas story or some element of it. Like Ebenezer Scrooge for, for fun. No, that's a it's a different story. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Christmas Carol. And that's a Christmas Carol, right? <laughs> right. All right. The, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait till see some snowfall, man, and get that. Chris, I feel like you don't really f- feel the Christmas v- season until the snow falls. Yeah, yeah. Right. Us, us in this country, at least, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, true. That's true. <laughs> Snow has nothing to do in Jerusalem. No, it doesn't. But <laughs> we certainly love our white Christmases. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. I'm done. <laughs> so, so yeah, let's do that next week. So that'll okay. be fun. That'll be fun. Something different. Break this up a little bit. And uh, I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do, we'll do it, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in this week. You heard him. Get stoked. Get excited. Yes. We got Christmas coming. And it is the very most important reason for the season. Uh, So, yeah, we love you. We appreciate you. Stay blessed. We'll see you next week.